Theories can be great, but they can also be wildly absurd. People question Princess Diana's murder, 9-11, moon landings, Kennedy's assassination, Roswell aliens, birds definitely aren't real, reptilians control our government, COVID is a farce, or the vaccines are actually a way to put microchips in us and let the government control us. The list goes on and on. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. I just need to hear Thena explain the theory to me of why anyone would believe the Earth is flat. Make it make sense, please! The Flat Earth Society believes that the Earth is flat. Um, and they also believe that the whole, uh, you know, all the information about how the planet is a sphere is made up by NASA. It's a NASA conspiracy. They're just trying to find ways to get more funding, more money. But in reality, the Earth is flat and it's, and the rim is completely uh, closed off by this massive ice wall, kind of like in the Game of Thrones. Hey guys, welcome back to Cryptic Soup. I'm Tina. And I'm Kylie. So Spotify Wrapped came out today. Yeah. I posted on Instagram our Spotify Wraps. If anyone wants to tell us yours, go ahead. But I thought it was very fitting how <laughs> different Kylie's and mine were. Also, I feel like, okay, so I feel like people think that I'm you and, and you're you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the way I look should be how you are. And then the way you look should be how I am. Yes. But... They are wrong. Very. But it's also really <laughs> embarrassing because my number one most listened to artist and my number five most listened to artist is the same person. Number one is the driver era, Ross Lynch's band. And number five is Ross Lynch. And you know what's more embarrassing? My like next most played songs were R5, Ross Lynch's other band. I was like, fucking Christ. <laughs> you may or may not be a I'm fan. I'm not sure. Slightly. But Just I'm maybe. thinking maybe. <laughs> I showed one of my friends and they were like, wow, Taylor Swift's really high on that list. I was like, we don't need to talk about it. Just walk away. Just walk away. So. It's okay. Corey had the same thing. He had his first song was an electric cowboy song. And then the fifth one was an electric cowboy song not as well. Shocking. Yep. Corey's list did not surprise me. I will say that Corey's was very, I hear what he listens to around the house and I've heard the bands he talks about out loud. Corey's I had dead on and I think it was pretty much exactly what I thought it would be. Yours didn't surprise me, but it's not who I would have like, I wouldn't have guessed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think mine was pretty stereotypical. I, my favorite band of all time is Our Last Night and they will always be in my like top five. But I was talking to Corey about this too, is like when you're going through, like shuffling through things. Yeah, you'll like, listen to other those things. Those ones like Crown the Empire and Our Last Night are the ones that I'm going to stop on every time. So same, I'll stop usually for like the same like four or five bands and pretty much since 2018, I've always had the same, I always have three of the same people in my, I've normally had four, but this year was the first year I didn't. I have since 2018 had either Lights or the Driver Era be my number one. It interchanges back and forth. Mm -hmm. I have had uh, in, in those always one of those two. So those are two of them. And then one of the other ones that's always up there is Taylor Swift. But then... The one that didn't make the cut this year was the 1975. That was the first time in four years they're not on my top five, which, by the way, they released a new album this year. And it's so 
fucking good. If you're in love, go listen to this album and it'll make you realize <laughs> how fucking much you're in love with your significant other and you're going to get all emotional and you're going to be a big fucking sappy baby for no reason. So. I feel like that with the Rex, but I recently started listening to, listening to them like a lot. So it wasn't on my wrapped, but I've been listening to them a lot. So it's really funny that you said that right now. Margie was listening to a song by the Rex in the car Uh and I was staring at her radio player with the biggest eyes in the world. And then all of a sudden out loud, I go, oh, okay." And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I thought the Wallows and the Rex were the same people for a few (laughs) minutes. So I was like, wow, he sounds really different from 13 Reasons Why all of a sudden. And I was like, his band's actually so fucking good. Then I realized those are two different bands. Very and I different. Still things. hate the Wallows. <laughs> but it's Why? okay. I don't know. They're I don't know. I just don't vibe with them. They sound like a high school band, I guess, to me. I don't know. Okay. For some reason, they're too girly. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Wallows. Too, no. Too girly. <laughs> All right. We're gonna go with that. So tonight we're gonna talk Flat Earth. Are you ready for this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I guess we should have the most obvious question in the world. Kylie, do you believe the Earth is flat? Nope. <clears throat> what shape do you think Earth is? I think it's spherical. Spherical? <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a very... Uh, it might be globe-like. <laughs> I'm going to say it's shaped like a uh, half-cracked egg. It's a little on the round but slightly oval shape. No, I'm kidding. I believe it is round. By the way, speaking of oval-shaped planets, does anybody know there really is an oval-shaped planet? And it is shaped like an egg spinning on its side because it got hit by a meteor years ago, like hundreds of years ago or something. And so it got bounced out of its own equilibrium and like its own rotation. And so it started to warp. And now because it's on like a new path, how it rotates, it can't slide back into being a sphere. And it's out in the other galaxy belt, the one that's attached to Pluto. The more you know, but a bunch. So there's that. Did you learn that at the planetarium? I did learn that at the planetarium. <laughs> um, and it stuck with me real hard. Yeah. Because I was like, what the fuck? Right. Not every day you see an egg-shaped planet spinning around in space. Nope. So tonight we're going to talk about Flat Earth, the conspiracy behind it, and the theories, and just kind of like what people think. So let's start. <laughs> I know I want to say something other than let's dive in, but I'm like, I'm trying to be punny about it. Yeah, let's let's get rolling. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's get rolling, I guess. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. So this conspiracy conspiracy can't even fucking start. <laughs> You're starting well. It's, it's good. This conspiracy has been around a lot longer than people realize. It's exactly how it sounds. Earth is not a sphere like we've all been led to believe it was all these years. And it's instead just a big flat disc out in space chilling (laughs) hanging out like getting cooked like an egg (laughs) there are groups that promote this idea and spread the information to teach people the truth about flat earth and how it's flat (laughs) the flat earth society also called fez (laughs) f-e-s it is so fucking laugh (laughs) (laughs) what fez (laughs) yeah flat earth society i don't Yep. Okay. (laughs) So Fez is a group actively promoting that Earth is a flat planet and we have been tricked over the years and they are trying to teach us by spreading their agenda of the flat Earth movement, also called FEM, worldwide. It can't be called FEM. Okay. 
What if you're femme, but you're not femme? Fam. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Kylie's not going to be in tonight's episode. We're turning off her mic. <laughs> Flat earthers are essentially a cult information, and it was slightly proved so once upon a time at a convention because attendees were people that believed in flat earth theory and they were given a questionnaire to answer some questions and like, just, you know, find out a little bit more about themselves. Right. They were given a questionnaire to get some questions to get some answers for some <laughs> questions. You know what I meant. So some of the questions they were asked was, do you spend less time with your family to instead talk about your theories with other people? Are you obsessed with your theory? If everyone believed your theory, would you believe the world would be a better place? Are members of your group encouraged to teach outsiders about your theories to make them believers? Are members of your group sometimes pushy or aggressive about your theories? They answered every question with yes. And that questionnaire is the same questionnaire for, are you accidentally in a cult? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Ain't that the damnedest. (laughs) So it, it makes sense that they are a cult but you know we're not allowed to call things a cult these days because that's apparently mean but they're a cult so moving on from their cult side (laughs) instead of realizing they're in a cult they take the opposite approach and they believe that everybody else in the world is a cult we are the cult you know Uh, okay us us that believe that the earth is a sphere we're a cult and we're scientismists what yeah because we believe in in science. science Yeah, and we believe too hard in science that we believe that science is the cure-all for our questions, and that's that's incorrect. So. I was going to say something, but it could go other ways, and I'm just not going to say it. What? That science, so they think science is a cult. Yeah, essentially. Scient- Scientology, is that where you're going? Well, with? that's where I was, like, okay. thinking you would go, but no, 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 like, no. literal, I'm gonna keep like, them science. separate. I'm going to keep them separate. Yeah. Scientism is the opinion that science and scientific method are the best or only way to render truth about the world and reality. However, flat earthers believe that the people that believe in that are putting too much faith in something we are unsure of. Science. Science being the unsure thing. Okay. (laughs) So. But like, how? (laughs) How are we unsure? Well, we'll get into it. It's because there's a lot of been fakes and dupes that you haven't realized that have been faked, mm-hmm. like the moon landing and stuff. Oh, okay. So see, the things you believe in and that you call science, like the moon landing or sending astronauts into space, those are all fake things. And those are the science that you're claiming is real. But that's all fake. So that's why you believe in it, because you think there's concrete evidence. But that evidence is fake and you don't realize it. So you're believing in something that doesn't exist and you don't know. So that's why you don't know you're in a cult, because you don't know you've already been brainwashed. But NASA is so big. Well, NASA (laughs) stands for uh, never a straight answer. According to them, I'll get into that later, which speaking of. So they say NASA stands for never a straight answer, right? Like they think that that's the the real phrasing of the word NASA. But what does NASA actually stand for? Neuro. Astro. (laughs) Science. Something. Wow, that's the closest you've ever been to anything. what did, what was the first word you just said? Neuro. It's neur- neurotronic. Yeah, it's like neurotronic aromatic space adventures. No, that's <laughs> not it. Association adventures. is the last one. I don't know. I say it later, but I was gonna try and scroll, but I gave up. 
Hey, That's fine. Fuck. I know it. But now hearing yours, I can't think of it. You're welcome. Ah, fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> so flat earthers have nicknames for us that are the non-believers because flat earthers is what we call them. So they have to have, you know, a comeback. Are you ready for these? Yes. Globe tards. <laughs> Globe tards. Globers. I like how there's an extra E. Like, it's not just Globers. No. It's Globe dash ers well okay there's not a dash normally but i thought i would accidentally call it globears not like thinking about it so i put the dash it's globears wrote oh so there is actually two e's yeah and it's called globers yeah but it's spelled globears yeah okay so there's globetards globers globeheads baltards and like globe cuts i'm a i'm a baltard i'm a baltard (laughs) that's so fucking stupid it's very offensive. All like, of them are. Dang. Okay, because we all know what the tards is alluding right. to here, which is also saying just what, how. I will never say that word. POC, wait, anti-POC they are. Yeah, I don't want to say the R word. It's, yeah. it's offensive. Yeah. So with that being said, um, th- that's what they're alluding to. So I guess, I guess I'd like to be called a globe head or a globe cuck. <laughs> Call me a globe cuck, why don't globe you? Globe cuck. <laughs> You know what a cuck is, right? Yes. Okay, I wanted to make sure before I made this joke, and then you're like, so, like, what's a cuck? (laughs) Corey loves that word. I'm sure he does. That fucking nerd. (laughs) He's a goddamn globe cuck. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do when I get irritated with you guys from now on. I'm just going to be like, hey, globe cucks. (laughs) I got to go pee. Let me out of the room. Push her away, globe cucks. Anyways. Another issue that the flat earth believers say is that that we believe in conspiracies or they believe. Oh, God, I fucked that up. (laughs) They believe in conspiracies and we don't. They're like upset about that. So like people that believe in flat earth usually believe in other things. They believe in like that 9-11 wasn't real. They believe in the David Icke reptilian theory that we've discussed in the past in the archives and the Kaiju episode with Corey as a special guest. They believe that Sandy Hook shooting was like a government operation, you know. They think that like they they have the opposite ideas as like a normal person would on conspiracies. So if it's like a normal conspiracy that you think like we don't we didn't do that, they'll be like, no, we did. So does that make sense? Because yeah, I don't want to say they believe in conspiracies, they believe the the bad version of a conspiracy. Yeah. Yes. Flat Earthers also have their own nicknames called by us globe cucks. We call them flat earthers, flatters, flatties, and flat tards. Like, you guys are so good at acronyms and stuff. But then when it comes to nicknames, like you got NICAP, you got MUFON, you got Bigelow ass. Bigelow ass. But then you're like, hey, flatters, you believe in flat stuff. <laughs> Fucking dumbasses. <laughs> you believe in flat stuff. <laughs> It's just, it's so stupid. There's no creative. There's no creative juices flowing. They spent all of it on NICAP. Yes. So the flatters believe the world to be, as it states in the name, flat. Like, Earth is flat. So they think Earth is in in the shape of, like, a, a disc. Kind of like, like a... Like a record? Yeah, but there's no hole in the middle, obviously. Right. Okay? So just like a disc that's flattened out. And the North Pole's in the exact center where the whole of the record would be. And then Antarctica is a wall kind of around everything. And exactly like Game of Thrones, 
there is an ice wall surrounding the entire world. Okay. There's a big ice wall so that the oceans don't fall off the side of the disc. <laughs> and just so that Earth isn't spinning in the galaxy leaking, uh, essentially. But it is spinning. Well, uh, some people say yes, some people say no. Okay. Um, it's sometimes spinning like a vinyl, obviously, um, because it can't like spin all the way around. Or sometimes it's more stationary and the sun moves around us and we're the center of the galaxy. That's a whole nother thing. We'll get into it in a minute. So how do they stay in put if it's not spinning? Because <sighs> gravity. Well, gravity is also a myth. You haven't. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're, you're jumping. I'm sorry. So far ahead. I'm sorry. You I don't even know so I am. <laughs> so other than the ice wall that's surrounding the entire world, you know. Right. That is a big topic to Flat Earth Society because the reason we can't figure out if the Earth is flat or round is because, to our knowledge, no one has ever actually been able to get past the ice wall and returned alive to tell the journey. That's why no one's made it to the other side to know if there's civilization on the other side of the flat Earth. But what we do know... (laughs) Is that this this ice wall encircles Earth and it holds our oceans in and it protects us from whatever lies beyond on the dark side of Earth. Because there would be a dark side of Earth now, too, (laughs) which is also the beginning of the anti moon and the anti sun and And everything. Yeah, because it's not like flipping over. No. So there's a fall off. There's a whole nother side. (laughs) Fall off. And the ocean's leaking off. (laughs) Yeah. Other ideas people have came up with over the years is that the earth is potentially under a dome. So it's flat and there's either like a dome or a pyramid built over the earth, kind of like in the Truman show, except for there's no one making a movie, obviously, of our lives. And that's what keeps the oceans in. So maybe there isn't an ice wall, but instead there's a dome. And if you reach the edge of the earth, kind of like a video game, you just like touch it and you're like, okay, gotta gotta go back. Which would you rather have, the ice wall or the dome wall? I feel it. I guess the dome. So here's my thing. The Truman Show is the example I used. I should have said Hunger Games. Yes. That's what it is. It's Hunger Games. Yeah. Mm. Finnico Dare. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Not sexually attracted to him. I just love him as a human being. Want to hug him really bad. Is he on your celebrity hug list? He is. He's number seven. And every time I play a video game, if I have to name the town I live in or like a farm or anything, uh, that made me sound like I play Farmville. No, I was talking about Stardew Valley, actually. But like in Minecraft and Stardew Valley and all those things, my town or farm or anything is always named Odair after Finnick Odair. Every single one. Really? Every single one. I love Finnick Odair. Interesting. <laughs> so there's that. There's my weird fun fact. I have about a guilty me. pleasure for those movies. Oh, same. We've talked about it before. I I love those. I love Divergent. I love Twilight. I love I just all love the cringy all things. All of those. I love being cringy. Yes. All the cringe. So the idea of the Earth being round has been around so much longer than the idea of the Earth being flat. But the Earth being flat has been around a really long time. But that's the weird phenomenon about like this is usually one of them will be a new theory and one's an old theory because it just like got brought about. But really, they're both really, really old theories. That's even weirder. Okay, so the earliest documented mention of the Earth being round is from like 500 B.C. 
So pretty old. Um, Greek philosophers wrote about the shape of the earth and they documented the earth and the moon as being round. Using calculations based on how the sun rises and falls and the shadows and other physical properties of the planet being earth, the Greek scholars like Pythagoras and Aristotle determined that the planet is actually a sphere because that's the only way that everything would have logistically made sense. This knowledge was adopted through the old world during late antiquity and the Middle Ages. So, like, what, like the, like tide? Like if there's like no the water, yeah, the moon tide, yeah, yeah. Like if there's no moon. Well, no, there's still a moon with flat Earth. So I. I'm going to post on the Instagram, but I'm going to draw it on in the world right here for Kylie. But I'm going to post a <laughs> video because I found a really good video that shows how the sun and the moon would actually rotate around a flat earth. So if the flat earth's like this. OK, so this is the flat earth. Uh huh. This is the sun. This is the moon. They're on opposite sides and they're both just spinning around it like this. OK, I mean, but you see what I'm saying? Like they're on opposite sides. Right. So one of them's always going to have a light spot and one's going to have a dark. So like Antarctica, I mean, so the some, moon brings darkness. Well, it's dark anyways. The moon is still a light because we can see it in the night sky. It's a light. But yes, because technically when the sun's over here, it's going to be dark on this half of this, the flat disk anyways. But right. the moon will be out because it just is out. So we stay still. These two are what's moving. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And all the other planets are moving around us because we're the center of the universe. Duh. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Not long after they did start to develop, not, not, I don't want to call it like a mathematical equation, but it kind of was like an equation being like, well, if the shadows portray this way, then the moon has to be here. The sun has to be here. Well, this would have to be like this. Well, this would have to work like this. And it essentially was like a scientific mathematical type of equation to figure out that the, the sun is, I mean, the earth is a sphere. Well, astronomers then established roughly the spherical shape of the Earth as a physical fact, and they calculated it with the Earth's circumference. So they started putting it into real numbers, terms, everything. Now, before all this, there was early mythology, and there's one spot where the Earth is portrayed as a disc floating in the ocean with a sky dome. And people just like are like yeah but like that's the only mention ever so we ignore it so it's like earth is a whole body of water but a big island basically yeah and then there's like in a dome. water and then there's a dome over all of us interesting so that version is the basis for a lot of early world maps like those of anna zamander and hecates of miltus wild and <laughs> <laughs> and naximander well xi usually turns into a z sound though and nax z no Anazi. the x is silent Anazi. if it's a z anazimander i think it's anoxy anoxy yeah where are you turning uh un okay sure so annex anamander annex salamander <laughs> him and hecates uh so there was a practical demonstration demonstration of earth's sphericity and it was achieved by magellan we all know him right and juan sebastian elcano magellan 
Isn't it Magellan? Is it Mag- Magellan or Magellan? <laughs> I think it's Magellan. Melly Jelly? I'm pretty sure it's Magellan. Is it? I'm almost positive. Okay. I like can read his name, but I can't say his name. Like, I don't feel like I heard a lot of people say his name. I just think like I read his name. So I, I might be entirely wrong. On I'm that almost one. positive it's Magellan. All right. So Magelli <laughs> and his friend Elcano, they were the ones that circumnavigated the world from 1519 to 1522. A lot of us know the story because they also sailed uh, along in the roots and with and stuff with our bad boy, Chris Columbus. I don't mean bad boy in a cool way. I mean, like. Ugh, fucking Chris Columbus. <laughs> right. <laughs> we all know. No one likes him. No one likes him. So in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and eventually he landed on what they thought was new land. And it proved that things could not have been as flat as previously thought. But when Columbus started talking about that and he like brought out a new map showing how the earth might not be flat the way he sailed and everything, people gave all the credit to a sphere-shaped planet of, like, Earth, to Columbus. But the Greeks said it many, many years before. But that's so shocking because Columbus would never claim something that wasn't rightfully his. So I don't know where they're getting that idea. Yeah, that is just... That's, like, not his style. No. Fuck Columbus. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was a joke. If anyone gets it, Columbus is a shady mother heller that steals a bunch of stuff. So the fact that we were still questioning the theory enough was us wanting to be like, okay, if we are unsure if the earth is a sphere or if the earth is flat, let's just test it. Like, that's what you do in science. We've mentioned it in the previous few episodes. You fuck around, you find out. Right. That's how (laughs) science works. So they wanted to test experiments to eventually uh, uh, find out, can the earth be flat or can the earth be sphere? So some people that had theories, they based their concept on this thing called the Bedford Level Experiment. I read a lot about it and it's super boring. It's essentially just like they were on a six mile stretch of water and it's like a it's it's a river. It's called the Old Bedford River and it's in Cambridgeshire Fens of the United Kingdom. And what you did was you would like go in a boat and you had to be in the same spot like in the same spot of the river and you would go up and down the river and you would like look at the sky you would look at the water you would look at this you'd look at this you'd do this you'd do this and you were just essentially trying to use the measurement of light and how light travels and light and sound and everything like that to figure out if it was going straight so it was you know flat or if it was curving at some point to create a sphere that's that's all it was. I mean, that's not also the most accurate thing ever, but OK, it works, I guess, back then. So at this time, because also, you know, this is way back in the fucking day. So this time there was a man because this is still the 1800s, by the way. I forgot to say when we're at. We're still in the like 1850 or something. OK, this experiment was a man named Samuel Robotham and he was in a boat So he started traveling up and down the river, measuring the light, how the light is shaped and all the different things to figure out, because he said you could see further if it's one shape versus another shape. And it would distort how we're seeing if it seeing it, if it was one shape versus another shape. So he's thinking, like, if it's flat, you should see it essentially forever. If it's a sphere, you'll only see it if you reach a certain height, because the higher you go, the longer you can see. 
Yeah. All right. That makes sense. He's not wrong, but. Right. It's confusing. But it also makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Samuel Robotham conducted his first observation in 1838. Oh, I'm sorry. We're in the 1830s, not 1850s. He conducted his first observation in 1838 and claimed that he had proven the earth to be flat. So it was not accurate. (laughs) Nope. So Robotham was an English inventor and writer who wrote. uh, It was originally a. pamphlet i was gonna say a a book (laughs) and it got turned into a book and it's called the zetetic astronomy earth not a globe (laughs) again with the title (laughs) zetetic astronomy is like a type of apparently specific pseudo or not pseudoscience science and he wrote it under a pseudonym called parallax i can't figure out why he wrote it under a pseudonym because usually that's like to protect your identity or something I can't figure it out. So maybe he probably he... just didn't want to be wrong. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's like part of it. But at the same time, he was talking out about what his studies were. Like, you'll find out. So that just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. He, he goes on to talk. Now, Robotham's method, which he called the Zetetic of an, uh, Anim Astronomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got there eventually. It models the Earth as a flat disk centered at the North Pole, surrounding by a wall of ice with the sun and move pl- sun and moon and planets and stars moving only several thousands of miles above the Earth's surface, just like all moving at the same time. So Earth is Earth is here. Earth is good. Earth is flat. Everybody else revolves around us. Robotham went to different universities in London to teach his theories and claimed that his writings taught people the truth. And he stood by what he said. With some help from some friends, he had quotes from the Bible that helped prove his theories. So he's using myths to teach myths. Love to hear it. Right. Um, He was trying to prove Earth's shape and he used the Bible to back it up. Um, Because in the Bible, there are some descriptions of the Earth being like a disc with the heavens above and it being stretched out and stuff. So that's kind of like what he's saying is that Earth got stretched and it's now this big disc. And then the heavens above us are stretched out above us. And if they're saying the heavens are stretched above us for the heavens to be stretched above us, we would have to be flat. That's that's it. Because if heaven exists, we're flat. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So then he made a bunch of money off of his books and his lectures. And then later he decided to tell people he actually doesn't believe in the theory of flat earth. He just wanted money. Okay, so that's good to know. So I think it was probably like, I'm going to write this under a pseudonym because I'm scared that I'm wrong. But then I'm going to preach about it and be like, oh. Well, he's kind of like having his cake and eating it, too. Yeah. 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 Like, I think I'm wrong. Now, this is this is really where, like, the flat earth part of Robotham information ends. And I know I get off subject all the time, but this is a really good off subject because it's more about Robotham. I just need to talk about him for a little bit more, because keep in mind, we're using him as one of the credible sources of why we think the earth is flat. Let me teach you about him. It's going to be great. (laughs) So after, you know, in the 1930s, he did all that discovery and then he talked in universities. But then in 1856, Robotham married his second wife 
and they had two children, but one died in infancy. Then in 1861, when he was 46, he married a third wife. So he got divorced twice already. And this girl was 15 years old while he was 46. And they had at least 15 children. Hot. But only four survived. Oh. And then he named them. Uh, he was named in numerous cases of wrongful deaths, including he accidentally poisoned one of his own children. He was also named responsible for a lot of other deaths because he thought the cure for most like things that are wrong with you if you're sick or anything is by giving you phosphorus. Oh, I was so, so confused <laughs> with what you wrote. Using quack cures. <laughs> because it's, that's like the phrase they used yeah. back then. So, yeah, no, I, yeah. I get it now. But I thought that was like that was the type no. of phosphorus. I was super confused. Sorry. No. Um, he was also allegedly using the name Dr. Samuel Burley, and he was living in this big, huge 12 room house because that's big, huge back there. And he would sell his secrets for prolonged human life and curing every disease imaginable under the name of being a doctor while giving people phosphorus. Okay, he that's also not how that works. And he just in case if you're wondering, he didn't have any sort of medical degree and his prove his professions. When people asked what he did for a living, he would name different things. Sometimes he would say, I'm a chemist. I'm a physician. I'm a journalist. And my favorite, I'm a soap boiler. Why? <laughs> I want like what? <sighs> So what is a soap boiler? All I can think of is Fight Club. I haven't seen that. Oh, well, they boil soap and make it into bombs. Because oh. you can use some of the same ingredients that you use to make soap to make bombs. I feel like that's not what he means. I don't either. I feel like it's more of like a like a natural remedy type of with phosphorus in it. Yes. He's like Carol Lewis, how Carol Lewis was like, oh, you're sick. Why don't you take some mercury for that? That will fix you. That's not how that works. And it's not. And that's why the Mad Hatter was mad. So that's one of the first people that we have as a credible source. Super credible. Flat Earth so far is doing great. I believe him. Two points to Flat Earth, zero for spherical Earth. Yeah, exactly. I believe him. I'm a, I'm a changed believer. I know. I believe in Flat Earth now. Yeah. It's the only way to be. Yes. If you believe in the spheres, fuck off. Circles are I don't remember real. all the names anymore. However, as fun and games as that all is, in 1870, we had to meet a new man. He was a flat earth believer and his name was John Hampton. He offered 500 euro wagers, wager, sorry, in a magazine advertisement to anyone who could demonstrate a convex curvature in a body of water, such as a river, canal or lake. So essentially, he's pretty much saying like, hey, Prove me wrong. Hey, Robotham, his method was right how he went about it. But uh, I think he is right. Flat Earth is real. So, you know, I believe him. But if you can do the same test, I'll give you 500 bucks if you can, you know, say that it's a sphere and not flat. So after adjusting Robotham's method to avoid the effects of atmospheric refractions of light and sound waves, because apparently that's why he thought it was flat. A man named Alfred Russell Wallace found a curvature consistent with a spherical Earth, meaning we found out the Earth is round. What? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Wild. So he he decides he's going to enter this wager, right? Obviously. 
So this led the flat earthers and round earthers to start debating on what the shape could be because the same experiment is giving two different answers. I think it was a star. What is? The, the earth. I think it's a star. The shape? Like like a star, like a five-point star? Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I think it's an anatomically correct human heart. <laughs> Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> With the aorta and everything. Yes, the little two. Yes, yes. I'm glad you knew. So the judge for this wager, this whole wager thing is going to be real fun, was an editor of Field Magazine, and he declared Wallace the winner. So the man that said that the Earth is a sphere, he won. He won the 500. But Hampton, the man who was saying you know, I'll give you 500 bucks. He refused to accept the results because he doesn't think it's true because he believes in flat earth. He started the whole wager in the first place. Well, so to get back at, at the guy, he sued him. And then that guy launched a campaign. And then for several years, they went back and forth. They were writing letters to various publications and organizations. And the man that believed in flat earth was telling everyone that the man that believed in round earth was a swindler and a thief, and he was trying to denounce him as a person and everything. Well, the round earth guy, Wallace, won the multiple libel suits against him, uh, against the flat earther. But as a result of all this fucking drama and court shit, the round earth dude spent like nine times as much money than the wager was. Yeah, but it's worth. <laughs> like Because... Bragging rights. Bragging rights, for sure. <laughs> bragging rights are sometimes worth it. It's just, that's just the funniest, like, <laughs> most pathetic thing. Like, stand your ground, because you're right, it is a sphere, but fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> so, you know, as fun as that was, we have to talk about more crazy people like Robotham, because he is not the most crazy person we're going to talk about, even though he married a 15-year-old. I mean, that's, it's not uncommon, though. To be crazy? To marry 15-year-olds. Mm, yes. Yes, especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. And they were living together and it like turned into a marriage. So she's probably like his housekeeper. And then he married her and everything, you know. That's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> just really young. Yeah, it's very young, especially then to have 15 kids with them. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, no, that's that's what do you do besides have sex and pop babies? You don't you don't you don't. At that point, you really don't. Uh, and especially if only four survived and he's out here poisoning them and stuff. I can't do the math. Like when 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 did they start having children and when is this? I mean, this is the 1850s when they got married. I think they got married in 59, I said. Still, this is so fucked. Okay, well, we're <laughs> going to talk about the next fucked up person. This one is Wilbur Glenn Voliva. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're just going to start on him. I don't even <laughs> want to say anything about him before I begin. Voliva was an American evangelist and a flat earth theorist. You said it wrong again. How did I say it wrong this time? Evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which episode it was, but. Uh, wasn't it the. Um, God, uh, it is the Family International. Which is also called the Children of God. I'm pretty sure it's the. It the was cult in that one. too, but there was another one recently, more recent that was. I don't know. I don't know. 
What is it? I don't know. No, what is oh, it? Oh, evangelist? Yep. Okay. Believa was an American evangelist and a flat earth theorist who used the flat earth theory to prove that the Bible's accurate and true. So now we have it backwards. Like the first guy thought flat earth was true and he was using Bible quotes to back him up. Now this guy is like, I believe the, the opposite. I believe the, or no, I said that backwards. Sorry. The first guy believed the Bible is true and he's using the Bible to create flat earth. This guy believes flat earth is true and he's using flat earth to create the Bible. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because that makes sense. I feel like they're just getting crazier and crazier. Okay, so Voliva was born in a farm in Indiana in 1870. Of course. This is an Indiana story. In 1889, he entered Union Christian College, and in five years, he graduated and became a minister. Voliva was a heavily influenced person who was influenced by another religious member named the Dowie, and he joined the Dowie's congregation in Zion, Illinois. In September 1905, Dowie suffered a stroke and asked Voliva to return to oversee in his absence um, because he was like in charge of Zion pretty much because like the minister is in charge. And uh, Voliva was like somewhere like doing like a missionary type event. Okay, right. So Voliva arrived in 1906 and the congregation originally was kind of really happy that Voliva came in because they were revolting against Dowie as a leader because they were accusing the Dowie of being corrupt, uh, was a person that supported polygamy, and they elected Voliva as head of the church instantly and were like super happy with him. Slowly over time, by careful management, he ended up rescuing the city of Zion from really bad bankruptcy, and he was gaining the support of the church members because he was putting the store, the uh, city back in like a restored faith and a restored place, right? So instantly the city is like, oh my gosh, we believe in you more than anything because you're fixing us. He then started to keep really tight control on the 6,000 followers who made up the community. And I'm talking like this was like the whole town pretty much like everyone believed. And everyone in this town went to this church. And because if you didn't, like you weren't pretty much allowed in the town anymore. And it was to the point where he was so in control of Zion that he ended up dictating their choice of marriage partners and the town's real estate. Dang. You know who I'm thinking of? Um, Robert Pattinson in <laughs> when he's that creepy minister with the bad Southern accent. Well, it's a good Southern accent for him. Uh, oh, my God. Like everyone good is in this movie. Uh, Tom Holland's in it. Bill Skarsgård and Robert Pattinson are all in it. I know what movie Devil all about. the time on Netflix. Yeah, I want to see it. Oh, see my it. God. You have it. No. It's very intense. You can't just pause and like watch it. You have to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's not at all what I thought it was, but it has literally three of my favorite male actors in it. I'm so proud of it. But uh, it's a really good movie. And Robert Pattinson plays um the fucking creep of the movie. And he is a Southern um, religious minister. But he's one of those where, like, he talks with the Southern drawl when he says, darling, you just got to believe in the, the higher faith. If you aren't believing, then you are not using your full potential in life. Can I get a hail Jesus? Hail Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, he's like that the whole fucking movie. But he's a creep. That's what I'm getting from this. All right. It's that vibe. For well, those I'm, that I was getting it. the. Um, 
is it Jim Jones that I'm thinking of? Yeah. The religious minister that is also just the worst and well, controlled like everyone? Dictating, yeah, yes. but the dictating the marriage thing. Well, yes, that is exactly what Jim Jones did, which is funny that you mentioned that because we're talking about a cult within a cult. Yep. <laughs> Zion is a cult, <laughs> a religious cult. So the city of Zion was controlled by the church and any other religion that was not the Christian Catholic apostolist, apostolate, apostolate, apostolistic, <laughs> apostolic, apostolic, apostolic. If you're an apostle, you're an apostolic. Apostle, apostle, apostolic, apostolic, lick. What the fuck's the word? It's, <laughs> it's an apostolic. Yes, but you <laughs> fucked it up early and then you thought you were wrong. Uh, apostolic sounds like a real fake ass word. Apostolic? Yeah. Apostolic. Like apostle. pasta that you're licking? A uh, pasta. Apostolic. <laughs> that sounds fucked up. That does not sound like something religious apostolic okay well the zion church are apostolic people and they are part of this christian catholic apostolic church and so people that weren't part of the christian catholic apostolic church were banned from the town yep that sounds like a cult then if you were a visiting preacher from any rival like in any rival sect any rival church anything because they deemed them rivals by the way not just like a neighbor church no a rival church you were also banned. You were then harassed and hounded out of the town and you were chased down by the city police force to leave. <laughs> so Valiva had a grip on this town. Like he is in control of Zion. A grip is an understatement. <laughs> he had a cult. <laughs> right. Then in 1914, Valiva gained nationwide notoriety because he had an aggressive belief that the earth was flat and he had a flat earth doctrine that he started like preaching about in his church. He offered a widely publicized $5,000 challenge for anyone that could disprove the flat earth theory. As if we didn't learn from the last one. Right. Then he started using, uh, he started issuing that the church schools, because all the schools were ran by the church, because everything is in that town, that the church schools in Zion have to teach the flat earth doctrine. So kids have to learn about flat earth and only flat earth. So they didn't learn about anything else. <laughs> Correct. In 1923, Valiva became the first evangelical. Evangelical? It's close. It's close enough. What is it then? If it's not evangelical. It is. Then why did you say close enough? That's fucking right. You said no, it. No, that's on the money, bitch. Give me my credit. <laughs> you said it. You like hesitated. I don't care. I still got it. He was the first uh, preacher in his world to own his own radio station. Actually, in the whole world, not his world, the whole world. <laughs> it's, it's his world. <laughs> it is his world. We're all just living in it. Um, no, he was the first preacher to ever own a radio station and like a, its own spot. And his radio station could be heard as far away as Central America. Now, he's in Illinois and he can broadcast that far. I thought he was in Indiana. He's in Zion, Illinois at this point. He was just oh. born and raised and went to college and stuff in Indiana. Gotcha. It, it turned from an Indiana to an Illinois story. Sorry, I guess I didn't. Regardless, yeah. Central America is pretty far. Pretty far away. So his radio station broadcasts his theories around uh, about how 
the round earth astronomy is fake and that's the evil of evolution. <laughs> us believing in that. Imagine if this man and Jim Jones like sat down and had a conversation. No. It would be so fucking toxic, but I think they would also hate each other at the same time. Oh, no. I Yeah, they would not get along. <laughs> Now, this man became increasingly focused on destroying the trinities of evil that he said. He said there's three things that are bad, right? Modern astronomy, evolution, and higher criticism, which higher criticism is literally anyone that criticizes the Bible and anything related to his specific devotion. To his meaning what he believes. His. Yeah. Like his beliefs. Yeah. Okay. Believer then predicted the end of the world would come. As most cult leaders do. And are they ever right? Nope. Not yet. Uh, he said it would come in 1923. It didn't. Then 1927. It didn't. Like, then, oh, it's 1923. I did the math oh, wrong. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Hey, hey, it's 1927. I meant. <laughs> so then he said 1930. Nope. 1934. <laughs> nope. And 1935. Nope. nope. Still here. <laughs> no. And it's funny, like, the years he chooses. He's just like, uh, yeah. give it two more years three more years i know one year okay voliva had beliefs that the stars were also an illusion an illusion yeah and who's like, alluding it <laughs> we are as as humans that's like a big thing actually what? okay so people that believe in flat earth a lot of times this goes hand in hand that the stars are an illusion and they're not real and here's why the illusion is that it makes us question our beliefs and us it makes us believe in space and if we believe in space we usually start to believe in outsiders like aliens or ufos or ets and things like that and that's us turning our back on religion and how that goes hand in hand is because all right uh, just bear with me here i'm trying god himself created earth and put us on earth to be happy with what he created for us. Now, if we're wanting to leave Earth to venture out in the stars or learn about the stars or leave Earth, that is us saying, fuck you, God. We believe in the devil and temptation because the devil and temptation is essentially not hell. It's space. And we believe in space because we believe in the devil. And the temptation is us wanting to believe in the stars and believe there's something out there. So if God made the earth and the earth is for humans, anything outside of earth is the devil's temptation. So the Can I get an amen? So the stars is the devil's apple. The apple tree. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <sighs> so it's the apple tree. <laughs> um, a sphere, apparently. <laughs> sphere <laughs> so i know that's super far-fetched but does that make sense i mean it makes i understand it makes no i understand sense. it does not make sense i understand yeah the theory but no <laughs> i think out of all of it that might be the wildest part to me is genuinely the fucking stars being temptation and the devil like that i okay but like how if they say that heaven stretches above them, the well, stars are above no, them. No, 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 no. Only like the clouds, that's the edge of God's reign. And then anything past that, the atmosphere, the stars, all that, that's bad. So the clouds is heaven. I think we can believe in clouds. Yeah. And then we're still going to heaven if we believe in clouds. But if you believe in stars, you're, you're damned for all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't wish on shooting stars. Fuck that. You're pretty much begging the de- devil to you enter your wish, body. You gotta wish on clouds. I wish on flying clouds. <laughs> okay. Then in 1927, Voliva had made the city of Zion 
bankrupt again. Whoops. He swindled over $5 million from his teachings over the that's years. That's a fuck ton of money in that time frame. In the 1920s, $5 million, that's that's astronomical. Yeah. But it's not because that would be the devil's work, astronomy. <laughs> astronomy. Astronomy. <laughs> it's like baloney. <laughs> so he then, because of this, started to become alienated from his followers. Because also, this is right around the corner by the Great Depression. So not only is the town bankrupt and everything's going to shit, now the whole world is. Well, the whole U.S. because we are in the midst of the Great Depression. In 1935, Oliva tried to revive the flagging fortunes that he used to have because what he did was he had the church start instituting an annual Zion Passion Play. That sounds wrong. (laughs) So he wanted to put on this play, put on at the church and like the church tabernacle to restore the faith. But where the play was supposed to take place, the church tabernacle, before it ever um, took, before it ever started in 1937, someone just burned it down one night before like, the play no, could fuck start. You. <laughs> They're like, fuck Valiva. So Valiva was forced into personal bankruptcy then, and in his later life, he spent most of his time in Florida where he hoped to establish another religious colony. Florida. <laughs> Which... Sir, you're just a little ahead of your time. Scientology is in Florida. You just had to live a little longer. (laughs) You should have gone to Clearwater. Uh, Fucking cults. So back in the 1970s and 1980s. So now we're kind of we're getting closer to our time period. I guess we're not. That's like 50 years ago, but it feels right around the corner. It feels like it, which is sad. It feels like that was barely 30 years ago. So back in the 1970s and 1980s, a man named Charles Kenneth Johnson, he became a minor celebrity because he refused to believe the earth is round. Johnson was good friends with a man named Samuel Shenton, another man named Sam. Shenton ended up being the founder of the group dubbed the Flat Earth Society. Fez. In the 1950s. It's because it's like fuzz. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was because it's like Fez from that 70s show. Oh, no, I like Fez. I love Fez. No, it's like when you're funny and you're just saying fuzz. Fez. Okay, yeah, I see it. It's like, it's just one of those words that just makes you laugh. Like pudding. (laughs) Why would I laugh at the word pudding? Pudding? Pudding. Pudding. You don't think pudding is funny? No. What's a funny word to you? Oh, my God. Garbanzo. It's not a funny word. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> so you're just throwing I, shit out of your I ass. I thought if I said the first word that came to mind, it that would actually be funny. That was the first word? But that was the first word that came to my mind, and I realized that's not funny. That's not funny at all. Garbanzo? <laughs> Um, I don't really think there's that many. Fu- uh, how do you feel about the word moist? I don't care about it either way. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think the French word for bird is pretty funny. What is that? Wazoo. Oh, I, I knew that. And it's spelled really fucking funny. Um, I also think if I remember correctly off the top of my head. I think the word for frog legs is really funny in French. But out I, of all the things. But I can't remember what it is. I'm pretty sure it's frog legs. 
Uh, I don't know. Whatever. You know what is a funny word that I realized today when I was typing things for training? Hmm. Assess. Because it looks like asses. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Because there's two. There's kind of like there's four S's. Well, kind of like assassination. It's assassinations. Yes. <laughs> assassinations. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Back to wherever the fuck we were, Fez, in 1950s. Fez, yes. So Shenton created Fez in 1950s with his friend Johnson. In 1972, Johnson became the president of the society after Shenton's death. He transformed the group from a small collection of conspiracy theorists to an organization with thousands of members. Congrats. You sound like a cult. (laughs) (laughs) If you sound like a cult, you you might might be a cult. (laughs) So let's, what did you say? Roll. Roll. Let's roll into him some more. (laughs) Next on our list of crazy idiots Samuel Shenton. So Shenton was an English conspiracy theorist and lecturer from United Kingdom. In 1956, he founded the International Flat Earth Research Society. The following year, in October of 1957, Sputnik (laughs) orbited the Earth. International Flat Earth Research Society. Yeah. What does it stand for? Ifers? Ifers. Oh. Get it? If. Ifers. If. Because they're. Okay. Because they're flat earthers. No, yeah, no, I, I, I think you're finding things funny that quite aren't. Uh, no, I'm not thinking it's funny. I think it's like funny, like <laughs> not actual laugh, haha, funny, like ifers. No, yeah. Mic drop. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, Sputnik orbited the earth. <laughs> Um, and maybe I'm wrong. So someone can call me out if I'm wrong. Actually, I probably will look it up. But I want to say maybe two years after Sputnik or- orbited the Earth, a person did. So I want to say it was maybe 1959. Who was that person that orbited the Earth before I look it up? Oh, I have no idea. I miss- thought, thought it was a monkey. Okay. I'm going to say it's John Glenn. Okay. So let's see if I'm right really quick. <clears throat> Didn't the Russians send a monkey first before we did? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, I was wrong on the time. Or was it a dog? Oh, I don't know. History's weird, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. So I was right. It was John Glenn, but I was wrong on the year. It's 1962. He was in the Friendship Seven. Okay, there you go. That one I just knew off the top of my head because I went to John Glenn High School. <laughs> and I want to know why our school is named after John Glenn because they're like, he walked on the moon. And I was like, okay, but he's not the first to walk on the moon. Why did we pick him? He's like the seventh. And they're like, well, because he did other great things. I was like, name one. And they're like, I don't know, but he walked on the moon. I was like, okay. Okay. It was a monkey, by the way. Okay. So in, uh, 19- oh, 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 no, I'm sorry. The first mammal to reach space was a monkey, but the first animal to orbit was a dog. Well, how did he orbit if we're a flat Earth? <laughs> I feel like you're making stuff up now. I guess. <laughs> Must be. I don't know. Google says the things. In 1957, Sputnik orbited the Earth. And that was when we saw photo evidence to prove once and for all the Earth is round. <gasps> End of the episode, right? Nope. (laughs) Shenton said the photos were distorted. 
Of course they were. He said they had to have been taken with a fisheye lens to create the illusion of a sphere, which is inaccurate. And this is a big thing a lot of people say is that the Earth is always taking photos with fisheye lenses and that's what distorts everything. They love to use the fisheye lens theory. Shenton then openly stated in his time, the moon landing was fake and the entirety of space exploration and all space programs were all also fake. Still, NASA is very large for being something completely made up. Well, it's not made up. It's real, but it's a scam company. It's yeah, like, no, I mean, like, it's too big to have all of that money put into something that is completely fake. Well, I'll tell you where the money went if you stop fucking jumping. I'm sorry. <laughs> so there have been tons of conspiracies about the moon landing, and we could essentially do, like, an entire episode about moon landings and the fakeness and the space race and the cold war and all that but i wouldn't you love that (laughs) i would love that (laughs) but um i'm gonna wait a while because i did just do a very intense history episode it's the history before the history of the history of that history of this history before the mystery of that history kylie i found the greatest thing in the world today i just want you to know that please ask me what it is what is it so i was writing one of our future episodes guys And it's upcoming in the month of December. And that episode is Mothman. Mothman. So when I was looking at Mothman, one of the first things that popped up is for finding information. Like, do you want to come to the Mothman Museum? They asked, which is in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So I can't just like go there. Oh, yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) But do you want to know what the tagline for the Mothman Museum is? Is it stay tuned? (laughs) No, it's small town charm and a place where history meets mystery. No way. And I saw that and I was like, I need a fucking shirt with it. Absolutely. So bad. Because I was going to make us make a shirt that says history before the mystery. And have it like look really funny and cute. Right. But they kind of have it too. But (sighs) there's this history meets mystery. Where the history before the mystery. Before the mystery. Yeah. Duh. Mm. (laughs) That's I funny though. That was great. It's just like the Sims thing. And I, yeah. Well, and so I, I put that in the outline for Mothman to tell you that, but I told you now. I'll tell Chris. Yeah, there you go. When he comes on, because we're having a guest. A guest? Named Chris. A guest. For Christmas. Huh. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this moon landing, I'm not going to make it an episode right now. So instead, I'm just going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about. The five main reasons why it's a conspiracy or like five different reasons. Maybe they don't all go hand in hand. All right. Conspiracy theory numero uno. Shadows in the moon landing photos prove the images were faked due to the shadow of a person leaning one way and the pole not being parallel in the photos. Because if two people, if a person was standing next to a pole, the shadows should face the same direction. However, one is skewed to the right and one is skewed to the left. Why are they inverted? That does not work. Conspiracy theory number two. Apollo astronauts could not have survived Earth's radiation field. Conspiracy theory number three. Why are there no stars ever in pictures from moon landings, specifically NASA's moon landings, but any moon landing? When you're on the moon, you can't see stars ever in photos. It's it's proven. So they're like, well, it can't be proven because it's not true. Conspiracy theory number four, the Apollo 11 U.S. flag is waving in the wind, but we were told there's no wind on the moon. So how is that possible? Conspiracy theory number five, 
If we really went to the moon in 1969, why have we never been back to the moon, not been back to Earth? Why didn't we go back to the moon? We did. <laughs> I'm not even gonna break down all the just, other ones. Just that gonna, one's just, just I'm gonna say it. Just gonna yeah. let you know that we 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 did. <clears throat> now during his life, but during that time we hadn't been back to the moon, so that's why he's saying that because he's like, hmm, because we didn't. Now people wonder why do people think that the moon landing is fake, and like, what would we have to gain from it? Boy, I got you. Just stay tuned in, in this episode. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down more. So during his life, Shenton lectured. Put a pen in it. That's what you can do. You can put a fucking pen in it, bitch. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for penning yourself. Yep. Now, during his life, Shenton lectured to youth clubs, political groups, students, anyone that would pretty much lend an ear. He claimed the satellites simply circled over a flat disk world. During the space race in the 1960s, he was frequently seen on TV and in newspapers promoting the ideas and his views of flat Earth. In 1971, he passed away. Hmm. So this idea, space exploration is fake. And that's a conspiracy that flat Earthers believe to be entirely made up. And the reason. Sorry. And the reason why is entirely for monetary gain. So. The most commonly explained acceptable explanation for flat earthers and like why they believe that the stuff is fake is because and this is also just fucking stupid. Just it's confusing. I'll explain it. The space agencies of the world like NASA are all involved in a giant conspiracy to fake space travel and space explorations because Back when we had the Cold War space race where the USSR and USA were both obsessed with beating each other to space, the flat earthers believe it was to the point where we both started lying, USSR and us. So the Soviets and us were both lying that we both were making bigger accomplishments than we were. And we both faked these accomplishments in order to keep up with each other's supposed achievements. So like we lied and said, well, we're 50 percent of the way there. Well, that made them have to lie and say, well, we're 52 percent. And so that because of that, we had to lie and say, well, we're 56 percent. And it was a back and forth. So no one knew that the other person was still at ground zero and zero percent. Well, since the end of the Cold War, there was like a big reason for why they needed to have a space race also because the first person that could get to the moon or outer space would have a big advantage over the other people because that also means that they would be able to have newer weapons and technology and stuff. So that's like the reason behind it. Well, the conspiracy is probably motivated by greed over political gains because they're saying like we need all this funding and this money to go towards space and space travel and space exploration. But really, they're embezzling it for themselves. That's how billionaires are created is due to all this. Therefore, all space companies are corrupt. We've never had a real moon landing. We don't have space travel and NASA and any space related funds or organizations are actually just like a farce. And we actually just furthered the idea that U.S. has gone to space and we have the technology to do these things to give the appearance that the U.S. is technologically advanced so that it looks like we have our shit together so that people that are bigger and badder than us, like the Soviets, don't question us when reality we don't know shit. And neither do they. Wow. 
I mean, I can see. I can see it. For like, the nineteen sixties when understand. I, when things don't exist, like internet and stuff, I can see how that easily could yeah get spread and because you don't understand you things can see how it came to be yeah that makes sense i get it you I have do. to try to theorize things when you don't have the answers but now knowing what we know and what is what in life what the fuck dude <laughs> that's all i gotta say there's no way that that's real we've been in space we've been in space many times we had now a, we've had a sad little event happen on mars a few years back don't question us about space travel wonder if he's looking down from his cloud heaven and <laughs> yes being like fuck <laughs> i was wrong he's like holy shit if i believe in the stars i still go to heaven who knew so fez saying says other crazy things like nasa's first few launches and attempts were all failures so probably what happened was they started lying because, you know, they they did fail the first few times. If you don't know, like the first few launches, there was explosions, astronauts died, there was fires, there was a lot of bad stuff that happened. But the thing is, is it did exactly what you would think. It taught us what to do and what not to do so that we could get better. Did you know that that's what science is? It's like when you fail, you try again and you keep getting better until you're better than what you were the last time. But but in this theory, Fez says you failed. So you gave up and you just lied and said you succeeded. And by lying and faking the succession, we got an upper hand. And, you know, like that's that's how we became such a powerful country and nation. Because we lied. Mm-hmm. It's all built on lies. Yes. But okay. so is everybody else's. So like they didn't go to space. Yeah. Either. The Soviets didn't go to space. No one's been to space ever because space doesn't exist because we're flat. And we can't get past Earth's radiational field or the dome. (laughs) We'll just fucking. The dome will just spit you back out. Poop you back down. (laughs) Fez questions from NASA. Fez questions how NASA could have went from having multiple failures in a row to a sudden unexpected series of accurate explorations that have no other explanation other than they are fake. Another belief that Fez has, which I've already talked about, is NASA actually stands for never a straight answer because they are full of lies. But what NASA stands for is the National Aeronautic and Space Administration. Oh, it's not association. It's not. I really thought it was. Now, we're going to rewind a lot real quick. Do we remember Shenton? And then Shenton had a friend named Charles K. Johnson. So Charles K. Johnson was the dude that took over in the 70s, the research facility and everything like that. So that's who he is. Well, in 1995, conveniently, conveniently, a fire destroyed the Johnson's home, as well as all of Flat Earth Society's library, archives and membership lists because he had them in his house. Yeah, I feel like, you know, who could have learned a lesson from him? Hmm. The uh not Werner von Braun, but the other guy from E. Hagen. Hagen from Operation me. Paperclip. Yes. <laughs> Too bad they didn't let Did me Did you know <laughs> that you need to burn evidence if you don't want people to find it because people don't give a fuck about who you are? Yeah. No fucks. No fucks given. So in that's available in the archives Operation Paperclip. Go give it a listen. It's good. <laughs> I sounded scared. The history before the history of the history of the history of that history before the mystery of the history. 
It's historical. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit. So Charles Johnson passed away in 2001 at the age of 76, and he left the society's futures uncertain. This is the Flat Earth Society, I should say. After several years of inactivity, Flat Earth Society was kind of like quiet and pretty hush for quite a, quite a bit. But then in 2004, it resurrected itself. And now it remains active today at the Flat Earth Society dot org. Does it did it resurrect from the clouds? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, the Flat Earth Society dot org is like <laughs> it is the worst website ever. Like, I think I I'm going to say there's at least 35 links on the page. Three work. Oh, <laughs> like you'll click something and it'll just be like, this is a dead link. You'll click something else and it'll take you to Wikipedia. You'll what? click something else and it'll be like, that that link doesn't work either. You'll click something and it'll take you back to the home screen, even though it definitely wasn't supposed to. The website is uh, hard to use. It's rough. <laughs> and I had heard about the anti-moon and the, the dark side of Earth if it's flat and that has the anti-sun and the anti-moon and the anti-Earth and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, they have a whole page on the anti-Earth and the anti-sun and the anti-moon. If you click them, it just says unable to be found. And I'm like, well, well, that yeah, sounds you're right. right. <laughs> that's, that's Your website accurate. is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when something doesn't exist. It's pretty hard to find. <laughs> now, the Society Fez officially reopened to new members on October 30th, 2009. I was going to apply for membership because it's on the website. <laughs> I was really going to try. But uh, I realized if I'm going to join a cult and spend my money on it, <laughs> I would rather join MUFON or NICAP, which I would love to join. I would love more than anything to join NICAP and get the little badge and hat and everything. It's a goal of mine. It's just expensive for no reason. And I don't need to. But you best believe before I die, I will be a NICAP member. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'll join Nightcap over dying, move on. The dying the wish of Thena. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm on my if I'm on my deathbed and I am not a Nightcap member, y'all better sign me up. Put that hat on me when I am being put in that ground in my fucking casket and put my badge around my neck or else. <laughs> or else. I, will haunt I, mean, all I was going to say, you're going to come haunt us. <laughs> yes. So the society officially reopened, like I said, October 30th, 2009. On Facebook, the Flat Earth Society has 223,000 members. I feel like at least half of them are just fucking curious about what they think. So when I went to the page, I actually have friends that are part of it. And I was very embarrassed. And I was I just left the page very fast. <laughs> but I had friends that are in it because it like tells you who your mutuals are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have friends that are part of the Flat Earth Society. On Facebook, which it could be a curiosity thing, but also we need to talk, guys. <laughs> you know who you are you know who you are um and uh, that was the numbers as of 2002 nope that was the numbers as of 2022 november so this month and it's 223,995 members and the page was originally created march 12th 2012 so it's been active a while now after all of this you're like <laughs> <laughs> But there's evidence that proves flat earth is wrong, right? But no, no. Because you're like, what about the pictures, right? Guys, all the pictures are fake. Every picture ever of space is fake. And that is what flat earth wants you to realize. 
I'm going to need to meet all of those artists because they're really good. <laughs> so the Flat Earth Society does not lend credibility to photographic area evidence, evidence, <laughs> um, because they say it's easy to manipulate and easy to alter. The Fez even states the following on their page dedicated to teaching people the truth. <clears throat> Many of the videos posted here to prove around Earth by showing curvature will show no curvature, or even concave curvature at parts. The sources are so inaccurate, it's difficult to build an argument on them in either case. Furthermore, barrel distortion and other quirks of modern cameras will cause a picture to distort in ways which may not be immediately obvious or apparent, especially without references within the picture. Photographs are also prone to distortion when taken through the bent glass of a pressurized cabin, as well as atmospheric conditions on the outside. With this litany of problems, it's easy to see why photographic evidence is not to be trusted. It's also worth noting that if a person were to look down at the Earth from high above, they would expect to see a circular shape where the sun's area of light was shining. This explains why high-altitude photographs are generally curved to produce the illusion of a round horizon. Well, that's science. Wow. They're not wrong. <laughs> um, They're accurate. Okay. They're scientists. They're scientists? Mm-hmm. Mm. Science of fucking crazy bat shit. Crazy shit. <laughs> so, you would think Earth would become a sphere over time, right? That's what we talked well, about You the say that, but... How do you feel about birds? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know exactly what I mean. What do you mean? (laughs) All right, guys. I don't believe in that many crazy things. I do believe aliens are real. I believe Mm -hmm. ghosts are real to an extent. I believe in poltergeists. I believe in a few cryptids here and there. Um, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories. There's not really many. But I do have this weird thing. I'm not really sure that I believe birds are real. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking about like, I think they're all uh, like drones, like people say. Yeah. I do kind of wonder if they're animatronics or something. I don't really know what I believe, but I don't know if I believe they're real. Um, (laughs) But I do believe in pterodactyls. (laughs) So that's an even worse part about me. Those seem, those seem real. Okay. But I don't think birds, especially a pet bird. And if your pet bird can talk, that is a camera from the government, I think maybe, or from an ex-boyfriend. I don't know what, but that is an animatronic. I am very sure. My friend has a pet bird and it talked one day when it came over. And when I tell you this thing sounds like a robot, it's because it is. (laughs) And Kylie is laughing. I am very serious right now, you guys. <laughs> no, that's not, yeah. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing probably about me, but I really don't know if I believe in birds. I don't believe them. I am very scared of birds. Oh. I gotta shake off the bad juju. <laughs> bad juju. <laughs> I do not like birds. All right, moving on. <laughs> Bird. so you wonder like earth should become a sphere over time if it was rotating if the gravity if the earth world you know galaxy 
<laughs> so all those space things. All those things. Why wouldn't the Earth be pulled into a sphere? And it's because the force known as gravity exists in a greatly diminished form compared to what's commonly taught. Gravity's not not like entirely real, they say. The Earth is constantly accelerating up at a rate of 32 feet per second squared. And this constant acceleration causes you to think that gravity exists. This they is, literally mean like moving. Yeah. So not spinning, moving. Yeah. Okay. In in a direction. So uh, this is the flat earth theory right here. Part, part of it. So you are like, to give you an example, imagine you're sitting in a car and it keeps like going and it's like speeding up and it, it's, it's at a, you're in a car and it's going 80 miles an hour. You can't super easily like bring your body forward because the force of the car is slightly pushing you back. That's gravity. The earth is moving so much. It's pushing us down so that we stay on the earth and we don't just float away because gravity doesn't exist. Okay. Um, so it's always going forward, though. Like it's always going like up in a sense. Because if it went the other way, we'd all we'd fall. Be falling. <laughs> The earth would be leaking the water off the ice walls. I just think a leaking earth is the funniest thing I've ever heard of. It's just like falling. Like, like what is everywhere. Mars doing? Is Also, are all the other planets round? If not, like what's Mars doing? Is the lava just falling off into space? How does none of it hit us and like create chunks? What about like the rings of Saturn? Are they flat and they're just are they rotating in a fucking spiral like a goddamn like angel around it and so i'm just i have so many questions yeah but no the theory is everything is round but earth which i have a photo of and i'll post on the on the on the instagram for you it's great but yeah so that constant theory of earth being in constant acceleration upwards being pushed by a universal accelerator is called the dark energy or a ether etheric wind now, this episode was kind of boring so far, right? You know, like, fuck it. Super boring. <laughs> so let's talk about something really great. Seeing is believing, right? So what's a flat earther to do besides build a homemade device to shoot you into space to see if the earth is flat? <laughs> So it's this isn't funny in a second. I'm going to get real dark in like two seconds. But so we're right now about to talk about a guy that makes homemade rockets, which is ironic that I put these back to back and I didn't realize it. But the next case, it is a murder case. That's why it's not funny. and It's very dark. But our next case is about a dude that makes homemade submarines. I didn't realize I talked about these right back to back. OK, so we cannot talk about Fez and Flat Earth Society and Flat Earth Theory without talking about Mad Mike Hughes. <laughs> Michael Hughes, born February 9th, 1956. He's an Aquarius. He shares a birthday with Tom Hiddleston. And that's National Toothache Day. <laughs> why is that why a would, day? Yeah, why would you want that like as a National day? Stomach Ache Day? Like what? <laughs> national I Have a Headache Day. Yeah, like why? <laughs> you know, get your toothache fixed then. He spent his childhood in Oklahoma City. And at a young age, he became very obsessed with motorcycles, racing and being a daredevil. As he soon as he grew up, he became a limousine driver, but he didn't get over his love for adrenaline fueled events. And so he started building self-made rockets. 
He taught himself science and rocket science to build inventions in the hopes of finding out new information about the world. So put a pin in the science part. Yeah, I was going to say he taught himself rocket science. He did, though, actually. You're going to be impressed. Oh, okay. But keep in mind, he taught himself science. Like, that's something he claims. Put the word science, a pin in it. Just the word science there. Just science. Okay. Let's hear some fun facts about Mike before we talk about, like, his rockets real quick. In 2002... He set the Guinness World Record of a 103-foot jump in a Lincoln Town Car stretch limousine, which is the longest jump with a limo at that point. I think it's still the longest jump, but I can't find if they've ever retested that one, so I don't want to say for sure. Now, this one is giving the vibes of Tiger King here for a minute. In 2018, he stated in an interview he planned to run for the governor of California. Love to hear crazy men running for governors and presidents. (laughs) We won't go there. (laughs) So what does this have to do with Fez, right? I said he built rockets. Okay, let's let's talk about it. So Michael Hughes was known as a flat earth believer, but then he went so far that he wanted to prove his theory to be true that the earth either was flat or wasn't, which he believed in flat earth, but he wanted to know if he was also going to be disproven. So like he was kind of open open to interpretation i guess is the best way to describe it so hughes built his first crewed rocket on he built multiple but they just like didn't have space for a person in it so he tested a bunch before this time well then he built one that was big enough to have a crew member which would have been him january 30th 2014 it flew 1374 feet in under one minute in winkleman arizona over a thousand feet in the air that's that's pretty high right away. Yeah. Like that's pretty high, really. Yeah. Now, according to CBC News, Hughes collapsed after the landing and it took him three days to recover. Hughes stated that the injuries suffered from the flight put him in a walker for almost two weeks. But there is no video of Hughes entering the rocket. So some people doubted that he was in it when it launched and that it wasn't a real thing. Like at first people were like, yeah, that didn't happen. Cause he's okay. I guess, yeah. So also, uh, he did this like in Arizona in the middle of nowhere. So now that was step one of creating his own rocket. Right. Okay. But he wanted to keep going so he could see what the shape of earth is. So in 2016, he was again launched a rocket, but it failed or no, I'm sorry. He, he launched a fundraising attempt, but it failed because it was a fundraising attempt for a rocket. And he only raised $310. That's enough, right? Apparently it is not to build a homemade (laughs) rocket. So then he started talking and professing his beliefs that he believes in flat earth theory later that year. And he gained the support of the flat earth community and all the flatters. I thought I would have thought that he would have gained support for just money in general for people to be like, I'm going to pay for this guy to see what he does. Crazy ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. So his second fundraising attempt and campaign with the flat earth community behind him made its goal. He raised over $7,875. I don't, still don't think that's enough, but well, whatever. We'll one man it. rocket, apparently. He said he had intended to make multiple rocket journeys, though, that would cul- culminate in a flight to outer space where he believed he could take a picture of the entire earth as a flat disc to prove that earth is flat. Okay. So, <laughs> February 3rd, 2018. Hughes live streamed another attempted launch, 
but the rocket steam release malfunctioned and the launch was aborted. On March 24th, 2018, he launched again. This time he was successful for up to 1,875 feet and he was going 350 miles per hour, but he had a really hard landing and he landed in the Mojave Desert. Yeah, because 355 miles per hour is that's pretty that's, fucking fast. That's his fuck away. <laughs> this launch had complications too, but Mike said he wanted to do it, so he did it. When I talk about complications, like apparently, like it started smoking and like, like nah, it's okay. And one of the malfunction buttons like wasn't working and the countdown like stopped working correctly all before it even started. And he was getting so irritated that instead of letting the countdown even finish, he just pressed the launch go button and he just went. He just it's not a good idea oh man <laughs> okay so then hughes planned to launch himself again and it's another- insane that this man's <laughs> alive at this point he is literally mad max literally like, or he's evil knievel he's someone he's, he's all of it he's, he's all of it into one Hughes, play- I cannot wait for you to see what this man looks like nonetheless he's old <laughs> with white hair <laughs> He's an old, <laughs> old little man. Does he look like a mad scientist? No, just an old little man. <laughs> you said old man with white hair. Makes me think of a mad scientist. Like Rick. <laughs> He's Rick. <laughs> Okay, I can see that actually. Guys, he kind of look. He really does kind of look like Rick. See, there's one of his built ones. Flat, flat Earth. Here's one of his other ones he built that he got him. I mean, they look legit. Yeah, (laughs) they look like a cure to taking off. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, so yeah, he's he's the real deal. Hughes plan, yeah, yeah, he's he's surviving somehow. So Hughes planned to launch himself again in a rocket on October. Oh, <laughs> that's not what that says. <laughs> okay, I have oh. a logical reason for why I said October. The next word was ten. Yeah. So I said October because I saw ten. Ten. Yes. yes. That one was a real mistake because I read it was a real mistake. So yes. all the others are they're fake, fake. Like, like the Earth being round. <laughs> he was gonna launch himself in another rocket on august 10th 2019 but there was mechanical troubles so he had to postpone the launch the following weekend the launch again was postponed because hughes was being treated for heat exhaustion that's what happens when you just like don't stop and you're like in the desert trying to launch rockets Well, and I'm sure he didn't put air conditioning in his rocket. Well, no. Yeah. He has to have room for his camera. (laughs) On February 22nd, 2020. So very recently, guys, like, and you have to think he's doing all this in the midst of COVID. I was going to say, this is COVID time. (laughs) He is using his COVID break to build rockets (laughs) to prove if the earth is a sphere. (laughs) Ugh. Meanwhile, people are like dying, actually from dying COVID. of COVID. I'm yeah. not like laughing about that, but he's just like, I'm a build rocket. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Hughes launched himself again on February 22nd, 2020. He was filming a stunt for the upcoming Science Channel television series called Homemade Astronauts in California. He was going to be the main star. Of course he was. <laughs> 
But sadly enough, during this time, during the launch, the rocket's parachute, which was designed for its landing, somehow like deployed early and it detached from the craft because it like rubbed against something. So Hughes ended up dying during this launch. So he couldn't prove if the Earth was round or flat. Because the parachute was early? Yeah. And so the parachute was gone. So he was in the rocket with no parachute. He was just going to slam down into the Earth. Oh. So him and the, the rocket had a car accident with the earth right. with the earth <laughs> the flat one the flat one because it was such a flat earth yes right so because of that we still don't know if the earth is round or not because mad max couldn't make it up there now this launch was supposed to be a pub- publicity slunt publicity <laughs> stunt slunt <laughs> publicity stunt for the show it was not supposed to be his last run obviously And he didn't even think it was the one that was going to get him all the way up there. Like, it was kind of for the show a little bit. Like, it wasn't like the one. But Hughes built the rocket out of spare parts because he was hoping to attract new investors for the ultimate goal. To build a raccoon. A raccoon. What is a raccoon, you wonder? (laughs) This creation is part rocket, part balloon that could launch Hughes 62 miles into the sky into the border of Earth's atmosphere and outer space. Then he could safely parachute back down, but see for himself if the Earth is round or not and take his uh, handy dandy camera and take a pic for all of us to know. Because it's a balloon. With no fisheye lens on it. Right. Can't have that. So he could not manage to make half of his rockets work, but he says the raccoon will work. Mm -hmm. I... (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) like i'm so baffled i don't know how he made it that far in life seriously how how did he survive the first launches okay you ready to hear some other weird stuff about him so hughes was a public promoter of the flat earth model right and like he learned science himself that he taught himself science that word that we talked about yes however following his death his public relations representative named darren schuster said that Hughes only used Flat Earth as a PR stunt to acquire funding for his rockets. He said, we used Flat Earth as a PR stunt. Flat Earth allowed us to get so much publicity that we just kept going. I know he didn't believe in Flat Earth and it was a shtick. To the point, by the way, now that that quote's done, Hughes, Mad Max, Mad, Mad Max Hughes actually made comments over the years that he doesn't believe in science. What? <laughs> He also said everything is based on formulas, not science, because science isn't real, but formulas are. So math is real. But science is not. But science is not. Hughes also did believe in conspiracy theories. He believed that science wasn't real. Gravity is not real. The moon landing is fake. And so was 9-11. 9-11 was fake. See, he was so cool for a minute. And then he wasn't. And then he wasn't. I don't know if cool is the right word. Well, he was interesting. (laughs) So now that we're done, you have acquired so much knowledge, but I feel like somehow I did not acquire anything. Do you now believe the Earth is still a sphere or do you believe it's flat? I do not believe that it is flat. Shit, we got to do a part two. (laughs) So, I mean, do you believe? No, I'm going to say I believe it's pretty round. Pretty round? Pretty round. One thing that I was questioning is uh, how do they um, describe 
why like like the magnetic fields like how do they describe that well that's part of the whole gravity thing like that's not real magnetic fields they also say there's no true north and there's no magnetic field and there's that radiation field outside of earth's core and that's what's controlling a lot of stuff which if that's the case how do i've watched stranger things how do compasses work huh yeah that's what i mean like they work because of magnets dustin taught me yeah i know there's no way i've seen stranger things like radiation doesn't create that well no but it's what's keeping us in the dome (laughs) (laughs) okay if you had to pick okay (laughs) would you rather live uh fuck mary kill dome earth pyramid earth and ice wall earth okay mary dome kill uh ice wall see i think i would fuck ice wall and i would just kill off the pyramid i don't need for a oh yeah that, no that's what it's I meant. weird shaped then what are we a square yeah <laughs> so like, now so we're is not it even like flat we're a flat square well but also yeah because also like if we're a disc right we a would pyramid, be a cone. yeah the bottom of a pyramid is not yeah circular at all also i just need to know what's on the what's on the dark side of earth is there mountains is there nothing is it flat is it just like um okay do you know superman like when they throw the people into space that are in the little like oh my god i can't think of what it's called so a bad guy like Kal-El and them will put them in superman i don't know why i called him his name they will put them in those like frames and then they just throw them into space do you know what I'm talking about? Like they, it's like a square frame and then they like get rid of them. And one side of the square frame is black and then the other side is the people and they get rid of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that like what Earth is? There's one side that has all the color and the other side is just like a flat like portrait mode. I it's just know. pitch black. Like what's happening on the on the flat side of Earth? Which also, so if we go down there, will we just instantly fall off because we're accelerating the opposite direction? Wouldn't we eventually like drill through it too? Yeah, wouldn't we? So what if I like, what if I launch really high, see how flat Earth is, okay? But I'm like on a bungee cord, okay? Okay. And then when I bungee, I bungee to the other side of the Earth and I see what's on the black side of Earth, like the the blackened, darkened side. Is it just like an extra grilled tofu lump back there and it's (laughs) crispy on one side and not on the other? I need to know what's on dark Earth. It's like... Is that the parallel universe? Is that our dark source? That's what I was just thinking. That's interesting. Oh, well, now I believe. <laughs> now, now, I believe. <laughs> now, I'm a, now I'm a believer. <laughs> so that's flat earth, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yikes. Flat earthers are kind of crazy, too. Like, they're kind of like um, aggressive. Yeah. My way or the highway. Yeah. The flat highway. There's no other way. Also, just... I mean, you can see the. Oh, okay, I'm done with this game. I'm going to tell you my sources because I'm just so annoyed right now. <laughs> I did use the flatearthsociety.org for what I could get out of it. It wasn't a lot, but. What wasn't? Yeah. I used the book, The Doctrine of the Shape of the Earth, a Comprehensive Biblical Perspective by Nathan Roberts. It was a book. (laughs) That does sound like a book. (laughs) It was a book. Yikes. So, I mean, people ask me sometimes also, like, how do you read all these books? You write a new episode each week and stuff. Well, first off, 
some weeks I double up on and I have written things in like the past uh, and I'll kind of tweak it and stuff. Cryptids, I don't usually have to read as much, things like that. So it's easier. So I'll start like an episode a week or two in advance, things like that. If I know it's something that's going to take me a long time, like Scientology, I started that three weeks ago and I'm going to keep working on it until the day it's due. Things like that. But I also um, every day for eight hours, well, nine hours a day at work, I listen to audiobooks every single day, five days a week, nine hours a day to prepare for the podcast. So when you guys ask, where do I have time to read all these books? I have not read a book. And God knows, I forget, like three years at least. But I listen to audiobooks and I listen to everything at 1.75 speed. Yeah, you're insane. Because I am a crackhead. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's how I get through so many books in a week. Hmm. And yes, I can't understand them. Don't play that game with me. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> Another book was the, the Earth is Flat. Be Afraid. Be Very Afraid. The Illuminati Secrets. Oh, it's the Illuminati now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's by Casper Stilth. A stith. It is also... A, a book <laughs> the things you hear people okay i watched two documentaries one is called behind the curve and one is called flat earth the biggest lie of all one of those used to be a netflix one i think it's the behind the curve used to be a netflix it's not anymore and i had to find it somewhere and then i had to like pay and it was really shitty and it was kind of like a video of a video it was not done i think i illegally downloaded it kind of but i paid <laughs> i think i illegally i think i illegally it. paid to illegally download it <laughs> i'm like pretty sure you illegally paid? <laughs> well, no, I paid legally to an illegal site to illegally download it. Yeah. Not the dark web. I don't know how to do that. But just like the normal web, I Googled it and I went to a bunch of shady sites that probably gave me a virus. So Sounds I did right. watch it. It was interesting. So. A video of a video. Yeah, that would be upsetting. Well. I did all this for Flat Earth, Society and Theories. Next week, we have the fun Christmas episode. And then we have the submarine killer. And then, and there's some fun Swedish words I get to pronounce in there. I was gonna say, I'm excited for that one. Might know a few things. I, um, I, I watched it today. There is a Netflix movie about it and there's a series, a uh, docuseries online. And then there was also an HBO special and the HBO special. I have not started yet because I'm very nervous. It's not in English and I'm still going to watch it. And it says it has real clips from the real people involved, which they all live in Sweden. So, again, <laughs> reasons why I think it might not be in English. And the title is about 37 letters long and there's only like one vowel. In the whole 37 letters. <laughs> Yikes. And so I, what is it called? Yeah. 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 So um I'm excited to watch that this week. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow. Um, because I'm watching the Casey Anthony thing also this week. It's a long week for me. All right. Well, that's that. So <laughs> thank you guys for everyone that helps make this. Oh, and then after that, we're doing Scientology. That's what I was getting to that whole time. I did all this just to lead to another fun, fun cult in a few weeks, Scientology. And as a heads up, Scientology will probably be two parts. So if you hate two parters, stop hating them. Stop Thank hating you. them. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that makes this podcast what it is. You are all part of the CSP family. Big thanks to Corey, core.media.photography on Instagram for every week, helping us and editing our episodes. Thank you so much. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is at Cryptic Stupod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. 
You can also join the Facebook group, probably, probably Cryptic Suit Pod. In this group, we post further updates on our lives or cases. So join us and hang out on the socials to stay up to date and be a part of the CSP fam. All of our links can also be found at crypticsouppod.com as well. Apple Podcast Reviews and Ratings are awesome. They help us get our name out there and they help us get noticed. Same with Spotify Ratings. Now, everyone, let's do the thing. I'm going to post it this Friday, so it'll be like two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> I posted it. <laughs> it's really confusing. Um, we're, Kylie's going on a little event so she has to leave for a week so because of that we're having to record in a different way we've recorded three times in the past four days <laughs> jesus christ yeah we have that's so stressful sounding um but this episode i think drops on december 13th and i think on the second i posted this so it was a while ago but i'm just gonna review because today is November 30th, and it's the International Day of Spotify Wrapped. Whoop, whoop. So let's talk about that Spotify Wrapped real quick. All right. Here's some really cool things that our Wrapped decided to teach us about um, our Spotify analytics only. So we don't know everything because obviously we do po Apple Podcasts, we do Good Pods, we do um, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, all that kind of junk, uh, Amazon Pods, Google Pods, all that junk. But we at least know our Spotify. So let's talk about it. In the year of 2022, our most played episode was... Kylie, do you want to guess it? Um, I know it. It is... Um, um, Skinwalker Ranch Part 1. Correct! Ding, 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 ding! Good job. Oh, I mean, I, I, saw, I saw it. Earlier. Oh, I didn't know I sent you that one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I didn't. Damn it. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you. I uh, like this trivia. Let's continue. <laughs> this doesn't count. We created 3,834 minutes of content in the year of 2022. That's a lot of minutes. That's 99% more than other creators in the true crime category on Spotify. Really? Yeah. That's interesting because we don't that's have a Patreon one, or anything yet. That's literally one episode a week, you guys. That's all we do is one episode a week. Yeah. In 2022, Lake Lanier was before 2022, so that didn't have bonuses. So the only bonuses we had were four 411s, and the longest one was only 19 minutes, I think. Yeah. So that's not saying much. Yeah. We just, what can we say? We like to give you guys content. Um, and uh, ta, ta 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 we were listened to in 26 new countries in 2022. Our top five countries are the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. Australia, you say? <laughs> I talked mad shit about them. Oh, no. Oh, you're, being, no. you're being a little creepy about it. Um, from October 23rd to October 29th, we had our biggest influx of listeners and that was our like biggest time period. I don't know what episode time that was. October 23rd through 29th. That was just a few weeks ago. It's probably because we were pushing the Halloween one. Oh, but oh, oh, oh maybe. But it was before the Halloween dropped. That's interesting. Um, our podcast is in the top 15% most shared global podcast in all of Spotify. That's that's so cool yeah it's mostly shared through direct link but also through snapchat and instagram 
There is very little shared in other or by text. Mostly it is those first three. Um, we are in the top 15% most followed podcast on Spotify because most people don't actually follow podcasts. I learned today. They just yeah. listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Our podcast average score is a 4.7, which I would like to say we have all fives and one one. <laughs> <laughs> so that is so depressing. I, and you can't ask who it is because A, it's anonymous, which I like. I like that you guys can just anonymously choose. But I don't like that they can't tell us why. Like even in Apple, you could tell someone why you're giving them a bad review. That is a bit of a bummer because if you guys leave reviews, even if you don't like us and you want to leave a bad one, we would prefer you not and you talk to us directly and then we can, you know, try and solve things. But right. if not, I mean, if, if you if you don't like something, you could tell us, but you could also leave the review, but at least tell us if you want to leave anything less than three stars or more than three stars, we would prefer you. So any of the stars is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, we would prefer you to tell us why you're doing this so that we know what we're doing right and or wrong, because. Maybe it's something we can fix. Um, maybe it's not. But at least give us the chance to fix it. That would be nicer. And um, we'll be happier as a whole. As a community. As a fam. As a fam. <laughs> so thank you guys. Remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us, and remember to join the conversation. We'll see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Stay tuned. Flat. What if I said flat like that in my life? Flat. Like a, this is the flat earth society. Flat. Flat earth society. Flat. Flat earthers. With that laptop going well plugged in, it's going to get probably warm in here. You want the fan on or you want it off? I don't I don't care because I have a blanket. Yeah, I have a blankie on, so I'll you can keep it. Yeah. Because that gets really hot. But I want the lights on.